Join David and Ross as they become discombobulated in Dorset. From pixies to poltergeists, witches to woodrows, hear them explore the legends, folklore, and outright weirdness of their own county. This is, is Dark Dorset, a podcast of weird horses. Hello, I'm Ross in Dorchester. I'm David in Wareham. And on um, this episode of Dark Dorset, we visited the Nine Stones, or the Devil's Nine Stones, or the Nine Ladies, or Lady Williams and her dog, which are all the same name for a stone circle near Winterbourne Abbas. That's correct, isn't it? Yes. I think so. Yeah, which is near Dorchester, which is near me. It's a stone circle, and I, which I must have driven past hundreds of times, and uh, within how many minutes of my home, would you say? Ten minutes? Ten minutes? Yeah. Easy. I've driven down that. It's it's right next to the A35, like right next to the A35. There's a tiny little stream ditch that we managed to jump across. Yes. Uh, sadly, you didn't fall in when I was filming you. <laughs> Well, it, we we had to jump across it because the the access to the road has been blocked. Has been blocked by totally blocked. By they're doing some kind of works on the on the um on the on the field. Yeah, the can, parking permission's been taken away, and the permissive footpath has been excavated. Uh, and we risked our lives walking two three hundred meters along the very busy A thirty five, running across the road blindly, jumping a ditch, nearly impaling ourselves on the railings, and landing in a patch of wild garlic that smelt heavenly yes and um on a, on easter was it easter i think it was easter it, it might have been easter sunday we we tried to go very early in the morning so that a we got pocket points from our families um and there wasn't so much traffic on our on our death challenge to get there. <laughs> we was worried that there might be some kind of druidic um ceremony we were hoping <laughs> we were hoping but we one didn't. of the yeah, one of the footnotes we we read about this place is that uh, a small druid uh, group often meet there, um, and they have complained that that locals hide in the woods uh, shouting abuse at them. Yeah, uh, which we certainly weren't going to do if we saw the druids. No, not at all. I would love to meet a druid. Said, yeah. Um, every episode, I say to myself before I start, I will mention the beer I'm drinking. And then I completely yeah. forget to mention the beer I'm drinking, so maybe it's something I need to just give up on as a as a uh, an element of the. Uh, a, maybe you're drinking too much beer, and that's yeah, why you maybe forget. That's what it is. But I'm going to mention my beer at this point. My local beer for t- today is from uh, Fawncombe, which is we've been to Fawncombe. We have. Where we saw the we went to the woods. Well, we didn't see it, but we heard we heard a a, um, a woodwose bellowing, bellowing at us. Whilst looking for the ghost of a centurion, these are that as a sentence. <laughs> a year ago, before we started that podcast, we would never have been able to say no. Um, no. It's, it must be nearly a year now, because it was it was it was this similar type of weather when we went to um. No, try no, find, no, no. I don't think so. I think it was in the summer. Uh, oh, okay. Well, we're getting we're coming to it. But but we're is, getting there. This is a beer from Thorncombe. The brewery is called the Sad. Sad bro, a state yard. Um, sad bro, sad bro. You're my sad bro. Oh, I'm not sad. <laughs> so I'm trying to work out what this beer is called. Like, can you see the label if I hold it up? Is it reversed? Freedom hiker. 
Okay, but is that the name of the beer or is that the name of the... the Guile 59. Yeah. I, I think Guile... Guile 59 surely is the brewery. The, the brewery. Freedom Hiker. A natural, unfined beer which may appear hazy cloudy. or cloudy. There yeah. we go. Um, it was brewed especially for the Tollpuddle Pilgrimage, a 10-day walking festival of social change and a tramp for the great tradition. He walked from Plymouth Harbour to the Tollpuddle Master Festival in 2014. It's nice. Good. The beer is Good. nice. Good. I'm glad beer is nice. 3.7%. Yeah, that's a hiking beer. Mm-hmm. I thought about having beer but i've just gone with uh guinness clear guinness. <laughs> h2o i um aquavita i burnt my candle completely at both ends into the middle okay. at the weekend two days in a row okay um uh what are you trying to do to yourself after after the the last um time you guys went out drinking recently i was sent photographs of <laughs> like the end of um <laughs> that was yeah uh, that was a hell of a weekend so we went we um we decided we, we were persuaded to go to the pub for a couple of quick beers on friday straight okay. after work because so my were you friend... persuaded by the people you were hammering on the door shouting no. can we go to the pub no no that my friend runs the pub and okay. he'd he'd got this beer that he's been talking about for years and years and years i've had it once when i was on a canoeing expedition and uh, I know it's nice, but he thinks it's the best in the world. Mm. And he was sending me photos all afternoon of this barrel that had arrived and he'd put it out the back and he'd, it settled and he tapped it. Is that the equivalent of a Wareham dick pick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Richard pick. I love him. Uh, so we, uh, we, uh, we went down for a couple, which it was, it was just really nice going to the pub, isn't it? You meet, you meet people and stuff and they, they had a, a, a tiny penis pianist (laughs) playing pub tunes um cool blimey um it's really lovely so we had a third and then uh kaz met some friends that secretly bought her a beer uh so that was another and then then uh we tried to go home and someone stopped us and bought us a beer um and then uh it was monday (laughs) yeah i got some very strange photos on my on my phone of things we we were trying to do um don't remember coming home but i do remember do remember Kaz and myself falling over, and I'm not sure about it entirely. I tried to get my phone out of my pocket to call an ambulance at one point, and was was too drunk to do anything to to unlock it. But then Caroline came round. I think she might have just been asleep. Or oh, is this the same? Um, sto- is this the same? Same. It's the same night. Oh, yeah, same night. Okay. And, and then um, is this for the yeah. sake of the listeners? You're telling us this one. Oh, I don't know. I thought you. I don't know. Uh-huh. Like you just you just point a microphone at me and I talk. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. I was just microphone. worried that you were doing this every weekend that you was calling out. No, it's the same one. Oh, it's the same so, one. Yeah, Kaz, uh, Kaz ended up with a big black eye, and I think it was when she was taking her boots off and fell on the kitchen floor. Yeah. Um, or it was some aggressive teabagging yeah. going on. But that that weekend, I also had to wait for two ambulances when our when neighbours had falls and hit their heads. So it was a yeah. Yeah, so it was my turn this weekend, and no, no heads were hurt, and no ambulances were called. Well, so you take it in it terms of who's going to pass out? Is that, is that <laughs> what it goes on? Not intentionally. I was drinking, so I don't have a beer today, but I was drinking some beautiful rum at the weekend. Uh, Mermaid Gin Distillery on the Isle of Wight. They make a spiced ginger rum, and it's 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 much nicer than the price. It's very smooth. You can drink it neat. Or you can drink it with ginger beer. We were drinking um, dark and smokies. I think they're called. 
Should we get back? Should we get back on subject? You back can edit the, all that out. No, so I quite like it. I think it's a bit of flavour. People like to, 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 to know their hosts. The, How old are these stones, Ross? These stones are old. From the um, archaeologists believe they were lightly erected. I like to be li- not likely, not lightly erected um, in the Bronze Age. Apparently, they reckon that people went from building barrows mm-hmm. and building earthwork enclosures. Yeah. In kind of Neolithic kind of times, yeah, and then they moved to kind of stones and circles. And what I read, um, what I read, <laughs> uh, was that they think that the stone circles were, weren't visited as much. They were almost whatever evidence they got is that people used to frequent the wooden ones, but they they would leave the stone ones to be almost sacredly uh, apart. Yeah, and um, maybe they were saying maybe this could be that. Well, I, yeah. I get that because there's not many, there's not many marks or visual wear and tear on these stone circles. Um, but equally, you don't know if there were any on the wood because the wood would have rotted out. But must, there but, must have been that other things they could see, like I don't know, maybe more stuff being dropped and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. what what I read was that they they felt like maybe the the wood wooden circles were about the living and life, whereas the stone circles were about like the dead uh, or the deities. Um, but something I've, I read, which is quite interesting, was that this particular stone circle—it's only a small circle. Um, it is—it's less than ten meters across, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, which is and quite small. Um, and also, the stones are all at different sizes, aren't they? Yes. Um, so there's there's two bigger stones, and they're quite they're like much bigger. They're as they're as tall as we were, mm. um, as tall as you are, <laughs> so, and they're in the northwest. I was going to say corner of the circle. They're in the northwest, <laughs> kind of part of the circle. And interestingly, they're opposite. They stand opposite the two smallest stones mm. in the circle. And that um, that kind of configuration of the two taller stones is more like stone circles found in Scotland, whereas mm. actually the size of this stone circle and the makeup of the rocks are is far more like think circles you'd find on Dartmoor and Exmoor. Yes, uh, interesting. But also they were saying that but there are other, there's some other like tombs nearby which are very similar to some tombs they found in Scotland as well. So they think there might be some kind of link between the people who are in Scotland and down here in Dorset. I th- one of the things which I, I was listening to on a podcast recently, and they were saying that the idea of like people in the past not travelling around is completely mm. wrong. And they said even... Uh, well, they were particularly talking about Vikings at the time. Um, but they were just saying, but, and before that, People moved around a lot more than we than we kind of like to believe, and it could be possible that some, you know, Scottish group of people came down to Dorset or vice versa. I think the 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 most interesting thing about this stone circle, or the most interesting things, one is its size. It's 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 really quite small, isn't it? It's no no wonder we've driven past it so many times and just seen the railings. It's it's kind of ten meters. It was, it was nine something meters across. It's also in a in a very small valley. The road goes down the bottom of the valley, and the the side of the valley is covered with trees. So again, it's quite secluded. But there's one stone in particular, isn't there, that a tree has grown up behind, and as the tree's got bigger, it's grown around the stone. Yeah, it's a beech and tree, now, isn't it? Yeah, and now this tree must be because we both stood on the top, so I, I'd say it was at least a metre and a half diameter. We should say it's, been cut, it's been cut down since. It's, yeah, yeah it's, been, it's fallen and then been trimmed, hasn't it? So this, that stone's been there, like, 
hundreds of years before this tree, yeah. during the life of the tree, and will stay there as the tree stump kind of rots, rots out away. around it. It was just amazing. Yeah, and I was trying to look at the rings. We said that tree must have been at least a couple of hundred years old. Yeah. Yeah, so I was... I, I saw like an engraving of those from like the 1700s, and there wasn't no, there was no tree then. There's a chance, I suppose, it could be yeah. like 300 years old. That tree well, was there a tenth stone on the engraving you saw? No, uh, there is a there is a space in the circle, and some people, some archaeologists have, have suggested there may have been a tenth stone at yeah, one point, or that was the entrance. They were saying that potentially that could be an entrance entrance way, but apparently just up the road. There was like a free. There was a. <laughs> You're pointing, Ross. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I, just up the road, there was a another fallen standing yes. stone, which is like, yes. was it like three meters high or something? Yes. And then it fell down, and it was just yeah. by the road, and it was just getting damaged yeah. and knocked out. And I, and I think that that stone is on the way to where the the these rocks might have come from. So they're sarsen stones. They've got a lot of flint in them, haven't they? And they're. They could be from um, just over the hill that was on the left down into uh, the Valley of the Stones. There's a little kind of mine down there. But did, did you um, look at what why it's called a sarsen stone? No. Um, sarsen comes from Saracen stone, which are links to Muslims who are Saracens. And essentially it's like non-Christian. It's just a word that means non-Christian. And, yeah. and it's because they were used... In, used as, as in circles stone circles and they were seen as being non-christian or pagan and then that's the, that stone got um called that yeah but we um we were saying it looks like concrete doesn't it um it does cause it's, but they were saying i was reading about them as well that's saying that it was made for uh during the, the post-glacial stone so it would have been after the ice age of, of like just basically all crap being pushed along by the um by the uh, glacier, glacier, oh, and the melt, yeah, yeah, and then ma- basically making natural concrete and, and mashing oh. it all together. Um, I had flashbacks of geography lessons then. Yeah, see, I somehow managed to get all the way through school. Think, <laughs> maybe have just full stop, Ross. Yeah, just yeah. full stop there. Yeah, that was that was an amazing thing, but I think I had like two geography lessons the whole time I somehow and could you could you not map read your way to the classroom I, I, I had a tendency of just maybe going to lunch when I wasn't meant to or <laughs> going to other people's classes um I didn't really pay attention much growing up so I really want to go to Lib- Lisbon and Copenhagen because those are the only two geography lessons I ever had and they were about yeah. those two those two cities and I think well yeah okay but I feel like my kids do way more geography than I ever did <laughs> they probably do way more lessons than you ever did. There's there's like a supernatural sort of element to this these stones, isn't there? Yeah, the kind of folklore element. Did you read about the UFOs? I I did read a story in 1985. Yeah, you, January you, you read it in 1985 with the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, if I remember, <laughs> there, uh, I was I, I was wearing uh, acid pink and blue turquoise uh, 80s socks. Uh, socks. Mm. Um, yeah, there was there was a breakdown truck. Is this the one? Yeah, there was a breakdown truck towing a car along the A thirty five. And this, this podcast should be just called the A thirty five podcast because everything <laughs> everything we yeah. talk about is like on near, near or in relationship to the A thirty five. But yeah. sorry, David, that's okay. So yeah, so there's the breakdown truck towing a car as they come past the nine stones. The engine cuts out on the tow truck and the lights fail on both vehicles uh and some people say it was the stones some people say it was a ley line 
and some people blaming it on some UFO sightings at the time. Yeah, because they also they, right? they had lost time as well because when they got home, their clocks uh, uh, on the on their vehicles and their watches were half an hour out from when uh, from the, the the clocks at home, and they uh-huh. and they had half an hour lost time. So potentially they were abducted. Abducted. Well, I've never said the word abducted yeah, that abducted. way before. Abducted. <laughs> Uh, this is the um the I, I, I lost time on the a35 i think there was just the bridport cider festival oh, we, we did have got a, a, a man who was desperately trying to give it get us to give him a lift didn't we when we was up there yes yes and um he clocked our t-shirts and was just like i thought he was looking at my boobs for ages um <laughs> but he was um he clocked our we do we are that sad that we go out on our little dark darted t-shirts and we go and visit these yeah. places he, he he reckoned that his motorbike had broken down and he needed help. But yeah, um, and we walked very quickly after that, didn't we? So ran back. That's nice men. Um, yeah. We should say that one of our listeners um, posted pictures of this stone circle, and he doesn't live anywhere near here. But he he passed it and took some pictures of it, and he mentioned the A thirty five, which on his tweet, and that's why why I um I said, well, we know the A thirty five. And that's why we found it. So thank you. Very, I've, I'm sorry. I can't remember which one of our listeners it was. One of the um, the five. Um, <laughs> but thank you very much for pointing that one out to us. I've got some dates here for, for some folklore things that aren't very interesting. Okay. But I'm going to say them anyway. Okay. And we've also got to talk about... Have you uh, got your book of interesting place names? Well, I can, hasn't, yes, I have got my book of interesting well, place names. I, I can help you with the first bit because I know what a winterborn is. A winterborn is a stream that dries up in the summer. There we go. Well, so, it's not in. It's not in my book. An abbess um, must be something to do with a, an abbey, mustn't it? Hmm. Okay, because it's on its way to. Um, and there's, yeah, there, there's church. There's there. an abbey. It's on its way to what's it called? Where it's got the swannery, Abbotsbury. <laughs> 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 it's on its way we're, to, we're on fire tonight. Yeah, we are. So, but that's so yeah. So in in 1908, there's records of it being called the Nine Ladies mm-hmm. and the Devil's Nine Stones. In uh, in 1941, there is a very hazy story about it still being called the Devil Stones, and there are hints that there were sacrifices made there, although no proof. Um, in 1966, a local man claimed that the stones were the devil, his wife, and his kids. His kids so, or the devil's kids? And, and, no, and his kids. I, I think it was his kids with his wife, or maybe the devil had some kids with his wife. But either <laughs> way, he probably murdered his wife and kids and hid their bodies and, yep. and got tried to get around it that way. Um, and in 1965, there's a record, uh, there's a lady saying that she remembers her father. Every time he went past there, he would take his hat off and bow it to wow. the stones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad someone and, wrote that down. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one I found is in the 1970s, um, the local rumour were that the stones were children that had been toned, turned to stone for playing five stones on a Sunday. Did you look at what five stones were? Five stones is like um, scatterjacks. Do you remember those tiny little um, metal Jacks. crosses? Yeah. 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 And you had to bounce a ball didn't you or throw something in the air and I, kick I, so many up i remember it's a it game my, my dad tried to teach us and say this was a fun thing the same yeah. with like marbles um, i think it's yeah it's like the victorians pushing a hoop along with a stick yeah. it's, it, it, they're just waiting for fun things to be invented the same way us trying to teach our kids to play like mario brothers free or something <laughs> it's just like this is shit did you get any i didn't get any vibes so we, we last week we was talking about Knowlton 
church and, and yeah and not- w- which i love going there and i uh, that's one of the first places i've been on our dark darset travels i felt a little bit hippie and yeah a little bit yeah. like oh there's a bit of magic going on here it certainly, it certainly felt at ease and peaceful didn't it yeah. and special Where was whereas it went here and it was just like oh i think it was because it was in incl- i think it was because it was enclosed and the busy a35 probably didn't help but at Knowlton, you can see the horizon everywhere around and and it yeah and it is a very, it's just yeah the wildlife and the birds and the sense of surrounding and peace it was just a lovely morning there as well wasn't yeah. it yeah where was um, yeah, the, the the cars just bombing past it was like early on a sunday morning and it was still traffic just non-stop yeah. buzzing past it's, it's fascinating how these rocks could have been there for you know since 3000 bce yeah and they're and they'll be there after that road's gone. Hopefully, I hope so, um, because they apparently there there was records of nine stone circles in Dorset. It's not it's not a very popular county for for the stone circles. Apparently, there were nine, but some mm. of them have been destroyed since or dismantled. Yeah. So hopefully they will stay. But there's but there's another one near um, near Dorchester, like in the woods, which um, mm. is quite cool. We should maybe go and find that one at some point. But also, um, it's in a valley, a game which is apparently quite unusual for um, uh, stone circles, for them to be, you know, not up on top of a hill where people can see it. This is sort of like hidden away. Yeah. You think about that first one we went to and went to the Barrows to hear the fairies. Yes. Um, it was and that right was on top of the hills. Right it? on top of the hill. You could see that for, for miles and miles around. And yeah. it'd be interesting to know if it was hidden away when it was first built. But yeah. presumably those, that were probably even more hidden away because that, kind of valley would have been probably heavily wooded. Mm-hmm. But they were saying like some of the bigger stones was like, how much are they? Eight tons, they reckon? The the amount of effort to move those things down there, they must have really wanted them to be there. There must have been a, a significant yeah. reason for yeah. it. But, um, uh, the, I mean, the biggest stone is, what, one, one metre eight, one metre nine, two metres tall. And that's the biggest by far. It's nothing on the scale of Stonehenge, is it? It's it's, it, it's much more, it's almost like a little kind of, seats for a picnic around a, a fire yeah um but i would i i think i i will i will if when the parking's back i think i will stop there with the kids and go and have another look at it sacrifice them sacrifice yeah oh there was the, the thing that like, i've read this lots of times about lots of stone circles that it's impossible to count them because yeah a lot of like um there's a lot of folklore is that you can't count the the, the, the stones and there's only nine stones yeah. there but just because i knew you couldn't count them I had a bit of trouble counting them. <laughs> and it was just, I think I was just like psyching myself out a little bit, like saying, of course I can count on them. There's only nine of them. And I had, wow. to, count, I had to count them twice in order it's, to. Yeah. It's because of your 12 Dorset webbed fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what was happening. When it's accessible, it's, it, you don't have to go far off of the, off of the, um, off of the road. It's very difficult to get to at the minute. For yeah. sure. But I would go there again. Excellent. Me too. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, have we talked about the film we watched? Oh, at, at the cinema? No, we haven't. Do you want no, to talk about Penis Men? I can't really remember much of it. Penis Men? <laughs> I can't remember much of it. It was really good, but it was kind of yeah, it was an art film. It was very long. Um, I was warned by um, my friend John, um, who who I I should point out is a uh, a one of the hosts on one of my other podcasts I do. So just, I'm going to quickly um, plug two pod- other podcasts I do as well while I'm here. 
general witch finders podcast about horror movies um old horror movies like um hammer horror and stuff like that and i've just started a new podcast with my friend lisa where we are um we're reading Frankenstein, the uh, Mary Shelley novel, and we read it one chapter at a time. To each other, like an audio book? Well, no, we read it and then we talk about each chapter. Ah, okay. And then we, What's it? That one's called Frankenstein Dissected. So um, we talk about each of the chapters and then we have a, a topic. We talk about Mary Shelley's mother, who was one, a very early um, an important feminist writer. And then the second one, we talk about her father, who's William Godstone. God's see, I can't remember any of their fucking names, and all the way through the podcast, I get their names wrong as well. I'm I'm still trying to get over the fact that you've used one of our very earliest business ideas for a podcast. What was that? Do you remember we were going to do a food takeaway uh, service oh. van uh, selling German hot dogs and beers? Yeah, Frankensteins. And yeah, I, I, yeah, Frank Furters and Steins of beer. Frank and Frank and Steins. Mm-hmm. It's a killer. And we were going to dress up in fancy dress. I still do it. I still do. It. We should have a Frank, <laughs> Frankenstein. Just a Frankenstein weekend. <laughs> just do that. We could do it. Um, let's find out. We'll do it at the anniversary of Mary Shelley being born or dying or or, or something like that. And we just do that as a a Frankenstein night. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, so that's a, that's a new podcast. Um, so listen to those. But why was I talking about the podcast, David? You, you were talking about that because uh, we both subscribe to uh, Forte and Times yes. magazine. Yeah. And we saw a write-up of Ennis Men. And then it, I saw it advertised as being in my local cinema for one night only. And uh, you said your friend John. Rec- said when you go into it, don't expect any kind of plot. Uh, it's it's a, an art installation rather than a, a film. So I think that helped us. Um, I think it was a bit better than that synopsis, to yeah. be honest. Um, yeah. it, all, uh, it takes a long time, but it all comes good in the end. Enjoyed the first quarter. Second quarter, I thought this is going on for fucking ages. Third quarter, I was like, I'm starting to get back into this again now. Last quarter, yeah. this is going on for fucking ages. It was almost like <laughs> I was just going through like the this uh. way, waves of like, I'm not with you on the first quarter. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Mm. What What the hell? But, um, yeah. I think I would only watch it in the cinema because I would be super distracted and turn it off or do something else if it, I was watching it at home. Um, I think it was beautifully shot. Yes. It covers yes. a lot of the sort of things I'm interested in, but at a glacial yeah. pace. There's some good, very clever references here and there. Um, yeah, it was nice. But I want to watch um, Bait, which is his first film. Which I think has yeah. got a bit more of a uh, a narrative to it. Yeah, uh, Ennis Men. I don't know. I don't know if I'd recommend it to anyone. Oh, out of ten, you're the film buff. Yeah, out of ten, out of ten, recommend recommend it to me out of ten, because I think you have to know the person you're recommending it to. Because for you, yeah, w- yeah, I probably wouldn't recommend it to you. I don't think. Oh, oh, well, you feel offended by that. <laughs> I'm mean, oh yeah. not as offended as most things you say to me. Oh, no. I, I, if I was going to recommend it to you, I'd probably say six. Really? Yeah. I, I'll say four. I think it has a strong ending. No, I, feel, I, I would say four to anyone. And I, you like some really weird shit. Yeah, but I like... Yeah, I, yeah I, that, that, that's not just you, David, to anyone, I would say. <laughs> it's, it's a four. Um, it's, okay. it, it's, it looks good. But, it does look good. And when we talked about the story afterwards, it's like, and we kind of worked out what was going on. I so, said, well, that's quite a good story. But I think I would have 
put yes. it across a bit better. So we we decamped to the pub afterwards, didn't we? Mm. Uh, no surprise. And if I remember correctly, you really liked the the highlight for you was the jumper. Yes, that the lady was wearing. Yeah. The highlight for Caroline was this see through red cagoule straight out of the seventies. Yeah. And I've been trying to find it online ever since. There is a beautiful lino print on the wall. Yeah. In one of the seeds with these skulls in the ground, and it's just about it's really strong. But we did tweet, uh, I did tweet about the jumper, and the, the writer director did not talk to me about what the jumper was. Um, and then David was quite rude to him, not realizing who he was. <laughs> I wasn't uh, rude to him, I was rude about the jumper, <laughs> and then um, and then tried to ask him about the the lino print, and he didn't, he didn't unfollow, um, unfollow, yeah, unfollow. he didn't respond. So that was Ennis Men, yeah. Okay, you've got a little extra film review of this episode. Um, Not a very good one. You yeah. need to uh, subscribe to your other podcast for good film reviews. Good film reviews. Well, yeah, I think we... Um, good reviews about good films. Well, bad review- reviews about bad films, mostly. But, um, <laughs> okay, lovely. 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 Um, Not natural. Excellent. We should put a date in the diary, Ross, for our next visit. Yes. Somewhere. Okay, well, let's... let's, let's, let's just say goodbye and let's talk about that now okay, okay so until next time happy day cheery vice if you knows of any weirdness you'd like to share with Dave and Ross you can tell them by email at darkdarson at gmail.com or talk to them on twitter at darkdarson well until next time stay discombobulated stay discombobulated Are you wearing a moustache tonight? Yeah. It's Just for our little meeting. <laughs> I had a, had a feeling you was wearing like pastel pink and light blue trimming on your um on your. No, well, I see what happened is that today um, I seem to be getting holes in lots of my socks all at the same time. This is fascinating, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've decided not to throw out whole pairs, whole pairs to just a whole individual one with the yeah. well, one with a hole in. Yeah. Um, so when I was looking for socks uh, this morning in the magic cupboard, yeah. where my socks appear after I throw them on the floor, uh, <laughs> I managed to find. Now my my these aren't my brother would these describe these as a pair of different coloured socks. So yeah. see, I have one turquoise sock, yes, and one pink sock. All right, and- <laughs> I can't get my foot up into the camera. It's quite difficult at yeah. my age. Um, and then I, did, I, 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 yeah, I saw this when I got home, and then I saw this fleece lying there, and I thought that's amazing. I've color coordinated it back into the, like eighties colors. Yeah, this excellent. is great. So, well, yeah. I, if only I got a jacket for every sock combination I could possibly must. Do you find yeah. I also every find, sock combination and every decade? Yeah, but I find like if I have socks and they will fade at different speeds, like there will be a pair of socks, but then one of them will change color quicker than the other and then they would slowly change size yes it's like one of them is like existing in a different time sort of like you know one of them's time traveling a different speed than the other one yeah well when we're at the next sketch crawl which Mm. is next month uh you must corner brandon after a couple of beers and get him to tell you his uh black stock 
S- Black Sog Story. Okay. Um, it's, 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 uh, I won't, I won't give anything it, away. Is it his stock Black Sox story? <laughs> yeah, I th- it only comes out a couple of times. Yeah. Um, he bought 10 pairs of Black socks, thinking it wouldn't matter if he didn't pair them with the original ones they came together with. Mm-hmm. He'd just choose two from the 10 any day of the week. Mm. Um, but he lost some and some faded. And yeah, it was. he actually found it more difficult than buying 10 individually different pairs of socks. Yeah. So have you spoiled the whole spoiled his story, or does it get more exciting no, than that? No, no, it's it's a little more exciting in places. Yeah, it's just a variety of different shades of it's, charcoal. Yeah. It's it's also fascinating how enthusiastic Brandon gets about socks. Mm-hmm. Well, we will have to wind him up and let him go. Yeah. Okay. So that that was a little bit of a ex, uh, added sock bonus <laughs> for the end of the po- episode. <laughs> 